When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard, six-foot-five frame, needing every bit of it. Oh, Hartman's still going. Inside the 10, and he is in for the touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to take a look at the numbers on some of the offensive prospects that the Jets could get early in this draft. Remember, as of now, they've got three picks in the top 50. So they're going to be looking for impact players on the offensive side of the ball as well as the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk defense next week. This week, it's offense with our stats specialist over at PlayLikeAJet.com, Haley English. Haley, how are you? I'm good. It's almost draft time. Uh, best time of the year, always for Jets fans. So excited to look at the options for the Jets in the early rounds. Haley, I remember a time. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but it actually is a long time ago where the games actually mattered more than the draft to Jets fans. But unfortunately, because of the way things have gone for the Jets the last bunch of years, that hasn't been the case for a while. The draft's still very important. The Jets coming off a losing season. There's high hopes going into 2023. We'll see what happens at quarterback, but they do need to add more impact players because there are still holes on this team and this week we're going to focus on the holes on the offensive side of the ball clearly there's a major need along the offensive line and we'll begin to tackle Paris Johnson Jr. really interesting kid somebody who sort of grew into his body as he came along in high school then got to Ohio State and slowly but surely turned into one of the best tackle prospects in the country he could be the first tackle off the board we will see but he's somebody that Jets fans should certainly have their eye on talk a little bit about what you saw when you dug under the hood with Paris Johnson Jr. Yeah, he's a great offensive tackle prospect, and that's kind of the biggest hole on the line other than center right now for the Jets. And I think he and Peter Scaronti from Northwestern are the two top tackle prospects in this draft. And I think it could be a toss-up between which one goes first and which one goes second. But Harris Johnson would be a great one for the Jets to land at number 13. Um, ideally, he'd be sitting there uh, at number 13. Maybe Skaronsky will. Who knows? Um, but as far as his PFF grades, uh, he was pretty solid had an offensive grade of 83.4 last season pass blocking grade of 79 and a run blocking grade of 80.8 he only allowed one sack all season and zero hits and only 10 pressures and that's on 757 snaps so a really really great offensive line prospect he was very consistent from his year in 2021 and just overall a great player that the Jets could take at number 13. Another player at offensive tackle that will likely go early, may not even be there for the Jets at 13, Peter Skaronsky, 
the offensive tackle from Northwestern, although many project him to be a guard in the NFL, which is why I think if he's there at 13, the Jets may not go that route. Shorter arms, more along the lines of Elijah Vera Tucker that way, so they may opt to go for somebody that they project to be a pure tackle as opposed to somebody like Skronsky, who they may view as a guard, but still excellent prospect along the offensive line. Some have compared him to Elijah Vera Tucker because of the arm length and also because of how productive he was at college. Yeah, I think he is the top offensive lineman in this draft right now. Um, but if you kind of think of it, yeah, he might be a guard in the NFL, and the Jets don't really have a big need there. Their biggest need is at tackle. Um, so I also don't think he'll be there at number 13. There's a couple of, of offensive line needy teams like the Bears right now who are sitting ahead of the Jets um, who will likely take Skronsky ahead of them. But uh, he was a, like the best offensive tackle right now in the draft his pff grade last season was 89.5 on offense he had a pass blocking grade of 93 and a run blocking grade of 81.7 he had one sack two hits and six pressures and that's on nearly 900 snaps so obviously like an amazing offensive tackle there could be a guard in the nfl um, but i don't really expect him to be there at 13 for the jets player that may be there at number 13 not quite as polished as Skronsky or Paris Johnson is Broderick Jones the offensive tackle from Georgia if you draft somebody like Broderick Jones I think in a lot of ways you're gambling on your coaching staff which is fine that's what they're there for talk a little bit about the numbers around Broderick Jones yeah Broderick Jones is one of the best pass blocking tackles in this draft but he does kind of struggle in terms of run blocking like his pass blocking stats he was graded 85.4 last season He didn't allow any sacks. He didn't allow any hits. And he only allowed five pressures on 730 snaps. So obviously a great pass blocker. And if you have Aaron Rodgers sitting back there, you're going to want someone who's going to be protective of him. Um, So he's really not going to give up a whole lot to the opposing defense. But in terms of run blocking, he was only graded 73.8. So that's around 12 points lower than his pass blocking grade. So his offensive grade total was 79.7. He was consistent uh, in terms of his past seasons in 2021. So you kind of like to see that. But I think you would want a higher run blocking grade and just overall better run blocking performance uh, because the Jets run game is going to need it after it kind of struggled towards the end of last season. Haley, when it comes to the three offensive tackles that we just talked about, would there be any hesitation on your part to take any of the three if one of them were available at number 13 overall or if more than one were available at number 13? I would not at all hesitate to take Skaronsky or Paris Johnson just because Skaronsky is such a great prospect. You can make him into a good tackle in the NFL. You don't have to put him at guard. Um, and Paris Johnson just overall an amazing and consistent uh, pass blocker and run blocker. But I would kind of hesitate to take Broderick Jones just because he needs a little bit of developing in terms of run blocking. And with the Jets win now roster right now, you want an offensive lineman that's going to be plucked into that line and just be great from day one and not have a lot of developing to do. So I'd kind of hesitate to take Broderick Jones at number 13. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Let's talk about some other offensive line prospects, but we'll move to the interior and we will begin at center Luke Whipler, who's from New Jersey and grew up a Jets fan. Interesting player. If the Jets don't go with a center early, there are some who believe he could potentially still be there when the Jets pick in the fourth round. What did you find when you looked at the numbers with him? I think he's a great center. I think he's probably the second best center prospect in this draft behind John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. Um, But he had a PFF offensive grade of 83.3 last season. 
a really great in pass blocking at a grade of 87 and a run blocking grade of 80.9. So if they really want, they could take him in the second round. Um, but I think you are better off waiting for him. I think he's more of maybe a third round prospect. I don't know if he'll be there by the fourth round. Um, but if John Michael Smith is on the board, I'd take him uh, over Weipler. Um, but he didn't allow any sacks or hits last season, only allowed six pressures on 757 snaps. And he was pretty consistent uh, in his past year before that. Uh, he played two years starting in college and uh, pretty decent stats in both of them. Haley, what about John Michael Schmidt since you brought him up? And a lot of people believe that the Jets are very high on him. Could be the top center in the draft. I guess it really depends on who you ask, and we will get into that in a little bit because there are other centers that are being talked about as potentially being ahead of John Michael Schmitz. But what did you see when you looked at him? Yeah, he's insane. He doesn't have the pass-blocking numbers to back it up because he did allow two sacks, he allowed a hit, and he allowed eight pressures last season. His pass-blocking grade was only 81, so that's six points lower than Luke Wiperler's um, pass-blocking stats, but his run-blocking grade was a 92.4. There's not a lot of measures to quantify run blocking, especially like these simple stats like a hit allowed or a sack allowed or something. So um, a PFF grade is a great way to kind of look at it because it'll combine everything that's not really simple to talk about. Um, But yeah, just overall great run blocking center. His offensive grade was 92.3. He played five years at Minnesota and he improved each season. Uh, He started out with a PFF offensive grade of 74 and that was all the way or that went all the way up until uh, 92.3 this past season so you love to see the improvement in college you don't want to see a player who's been great maybe one year and then his year before the NFL he kind of drops off so with John Michael Smith's uh, improving each season that's a great prospect and a great kind of trajectory you want to see from a player and hopefully he'll be there by pick 42 or 43 with that the Jets have Um, but I think it probably might be unlikely. Most people believe that the top center in this draft is either John Michael Schmitz or Joe Tipman of Wisconsin. Joe Tipman, another very impressive player. Both of those guys are probably going to go somewhere in the range of end of round one to beginning of round two. So the Jets sitting there with two picks early in the second round, at least as of this moment, seem to be in prime position to grab one of these guys. How about Joe Tipman? What did you see when you looked at him? He's a decent center. I don't think he's at all in the caliber level of a John Michael Smith's, but his PFF grades were 78.9 on offense. He had a pass blocking grade of 79.2 and a run blocking grade of 78.3. So he's not really stellar at anything, but he's not bad at anything. Um, he allowed one sack, two hits, and five pressures last season on just over 750 snaps. Um, he played two years at Wisconsin uh, with uh, his stats uh, in 2022 being slightly lower than 2021. So that's kind of a trajectory you don't want to see. But it, w- it it wasn't like a complete drop-off where he was graded like 91 year and then went down to like 70 or 60. It was kind of like he was graded mid-80s-ish and went down to 78. So it's not the biggest drop-off, but it's definitely not the trajectory you want to see uh, from a player that's heading into the NFL right now. Let's stay on the interior offensive line and shift to guard. We talked a little bit about how Peter Skronsky might be projected by some teams as a guard, and if that's the case, maybe he's the top guard in this draft, but otherwise, it could be Osiris Torrance from Florida. Very impressive guy, huge man, about 335 pounds. I wish I could remember who said it so I could credit them, but somebody on Twitter 
talked about Osiris Torrance and said that he's got throwing dudes out of the club strength. I think when you watch his film, that's what you see. He's just tossing guys. If you ever watch the old Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, there's that scene that gets repeated over and over again as a running gag of Uncle Phil throwing jazz out onto the lawn. That's what it seems like Osiris Torrance was doing in Florida, just tossing guys like lawn darts. Talk a little bit about the numbers around Osiris Torrance. Yeah, he's a great guard. Um, I've seen him mocked to the Jets at number 13 a little bit. I think that's one way too early for him. And two, I don't think the Jets really want to take a guard at number 13. So that's like the only reason I included him in this is just because I've seen him mocked to the Jets at number 13. But he's a great guard. Uh, He had an offensive grade of 88 last season. He's another player who excels in run blocking, had a grade of nearly 90, but is kind of mid in the pass blocking at a grade of 76.1 he did allow zero sacks and zero hits last season but eight pressures so his pass blocking grade kind of doesn't show those stats as much just because um he was kind of stellar because he doesn't he didn't allow any sacks or hits and he played nearly 700 snaps last season and he was also very consistent from last season and his previous seasons before that but he was at another college before then he was at louisiana lafayette which is not as competitive as a college as florida um, but you like to see that he held up uh, from his pretty good stats at Louisiana Lafayette uh, to Florida. So good guard, but I don't think the Jets uh, will go in that direction at, at number 13. Let's move away from the offensive line now, Haley, and talk a little wide receiver. My personal favorite receiver in this draft by a long shot is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now, I've compared him to Cooper Cup. I've also said that I see some LSU-style Justin Jefferson in his game. Amron St. Brown is another one that I think fits. He's going to be a very effective wide receiver. The only thing he doesn't have is long speed. Everything else he has in his game. He's got really good short area quickness, tremendous hands, excellent route runner, can do great things after the catch with the ball in his hands. So he's the guy that I think is the best wide receiver in this draft, and I think he would be an outstanding fit in the Jets' offense. Tell me a little bit about what you saw when you looked at the numbers with Jackson Smith and Ajigba. Yeah, I think the Jets could like be a dark horse to take him at number 13, assuming he's still on the board. But I think the only way that they would go and take him is if their top option at tackle is gone. So like, let's say Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, and Broderick Jones are all gone by number 13. Like the Jets are like, hey, like wh- who do we draft? We don't want to take the next best tackle because we could get him later on or he n- might not be as good. So they might go and take Jackson Smith and Jiga if he's still on the board or Quentin Johnson, like we'll talk about next. But his stats are absolutely stellar. <laughs> like he didn't play a ton last year because he was battling some injuries. But uh, his stats from 2021, he had a receiving grade of 90.2, just over 1,200 yards. Uh, He caught passes 83.3% of the time they were thrown his way. That's absolutely insane. He also had 100% contested catch rate. So he's going up and he's making every catch that he's going up and getting over defensive backs and everything. He averaged 15.7 yards per reception, had 7.6 yards after the catch per reception, adding 610 yards after the catch in general, um, only six drops and a whopping 135.2 passer rating when targeted. So he's a great wide receiver. He lined up in a slot 90% of the time when he was at Ohio State. So he's that great slot receiver that could easily fit into the Jets offense. And he's already got that experience with Garrett Wilson from being teammates at Ohio State. So overall, great prospect. And I think if some things fall the way that they do, then he could easily be a member of the Jets on draft night. 
another receiver who I don't think would fit quite as well with the Jets, but a good prospect nonetheless, Quentin Johnston from TCU. He's no more for using his size than anything else. Talk a little bit about what you saw with Quentin Johnston when you looked at the numbers. Yeah, I don't think he's a better prospect than Smith and Jigba, but he's still a decent um, receiver who is in this draft, and I think he'll go a little later than number 13, so it would be a stretch for the Jets to take him uh, at 13, uh, but he will definitely not be available uh, come the Jets' second-round picks. His stats last season were like really good. I think his actual stats uh, say a lot more than his PFF receiving grade, which is 77.5. Not essentially the best out there right now, but he caught passes on 62.8% of his or of passes thrown his way, but he had 15.6 yards per reception, uh, 7.6 yards after the catch per reception, so that's on par with Smith and Jigba. He had eight drops, but only a 44.4 contested catch rate. You want to see that a little higher, especially with his size and kind of what he's known for, and 105.9 passer rating when targeted, and he's not really a big like slot receiver. He's more lined up wide, um, but Obviously, a great wide receiver prospect, and I don't think he'll be the best fit for the Jets' offense, but if every player that they kind of want is gone at 13, I can see them taking him. Haley, there's one other wide receiver I wanted to bring up, and he doesn't get as much chatter as Johnston or Smith Najigba, and that is Josh Downs from North Carolina. I don't think the Jets are going to take him at number 13, but if he slides a little bit and he's there in the second round, maybe then. It's tough to say with these wide receivers where they're going to go. This is a very interesting draft wide receiver-wise because we've had a couple of years in a row where the draft has been loaded at that position, and it seems like this year there aren't that many guys that people consider home-run prospects, but Josh Downs is one of the better ones in this draft. What would you find when you looked at his numbers? Yeah, the Jets are definitely 100% not taking him in the first round at all. I don't think he'll go in the first round. I think he'll meet more of an early second round pick. I think this receiver class is a lot more like top heavy than other classes because there's probably four good receivers being Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison, who will all probably go in the first round. But then you kind of have like almost like a wide receiver purgatory after that. You've got Josh Downs, and then you might not see another wide receiver until pick 60 at least. Um, so I think Josh Downs could be there for the Jets at 43 and or at 42 and 43. Um, but he's an overall great prospect. He had a PFF receiving grade of 86.1 last season. He had almost a thousand yards. He caught 80% of the passes that were thrown his way. Uh, he doesn't really have the best yards after the catch because he only had four yards after the catch per reception, but that's still a great number. Um, he had 11 touchdowns and uh, only three drops. He made 75% of his contested catches and a really, really high 139.1 passer rating when targeted. He's again, he's another receiver who's more of a slot receiver, but he did have one of the best quarterbacks as like as the guy throwing passes to him in Drake May. So that's something to take into consideration because he might be like the second pick in next year's draft. So I think these stats may be a little more inflated than if he had almost like an average college quarterback throwing to him, but you're going to have a great quarterback in the NFL, ideally throwing to him. Um, but I think it could be almost like a sleeper pick for the Jets to take with one of their second rounders. Haley, I want to go back to the centers for a second. I don't think any of them are going to be picked at number 13 by the Jets, obviously, but Tipman potentially and John Michael Schmitz could be in play for one of those second round picks. Maybe Luke Whipler, if he's still there in the fourth round, or if the Jets make a move down to acquire a third round pick again. 
How comfortable would you be with any of those three? And in which rounds would you think they're worth the price? I would probably not be extremely comfortable with any of them. I think I'd rather the Jets go and get another free agent center, whether that's like bringing in Ben Jones or bringing back Connor McGovern. I think those are safer picks than relying on a rookie center right now. But I think John Michael Schmidt should probably go in the early second round. Um, if he's like with like for his worth, I think he'd be more of a pick like in the mid thirties. So I don't think he'll be there for the Jets. Um, I'd probably say I mean, like looking at Tipman's stats, I feel like he should be prioritized less than Luke Whippler, but I'd probably say those other two guys are more of like third round picks. Um, but it really depends on like what team needs centers and are willing to take one of these guys in the draft. How about Osiris Torrance? I don't expect him to be picked 13th or to make it to the second round, but crazier things have happened. And there's always the possibility that if he drops enough and the Jets really like him, they can move up a little bit, kind of like they did last year for Jermaine Johnson and Brees Hall. What do you think about Torrance? I would probably say he's more of a later first round pick. There's no way the Jets should be taking him at 13 unless it's literally their only option. Um, but he, there's no way that he'll be there by 42 and 43 for the Jets. So I think he's more of a mid to late 20s pick in the first round, I'd probably say. How about the wide receivers? The ones we covered were Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnston, and Josh Downs. I don't see Quentin Johnston making it to the second round, but again, crazier things have happened. Josh Downs may or may not. I don't see any way that Jackson Smith or Jigba makes it to the second round either. I think if the Jets want him, they're going to have to take him at number 13. Probably also the case when it comes to Quentin Johnston. What do you think there? I personally would be thrilled with Jackson Smith and Jigba at number 13. Don't think I'd be all that happy with Quentin Johnston there. But if Josh Downs did fall to the second round and the Jets grabbed him there, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I think for Smith and Jigba, I don't think there's a way that he falls to 13 for the Jets. But who knows? Like crazy things have happened in the draft. Um, I think there's a lot of receiver needy teams ahead of the Jets um, who will probably take him. Uh, as far as Quentin Johnston, I think, yeah, I think he'll definitely be there for the Jets at 13, but I don't think they'll take him there. Um, I think the farthest he may fall is probably the Ravens, who I think are at 22, uh, potentially the Vikings at 23, depending on how they want to draft. Um, so I think that's kind of where he'll go. I don't think at all he'll be there in the second round, just because there's a couple of receiver needy teams and you got the Giants there who could probably take a Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers or something. So there's a bunch of teams who could use a first-round receiver right now. Um, as far as uh, Josh Downs, I kind of hope he's sitting there for the Jets at 42 and 43. I don't think it's extremely likely. I'd probably say there's like a 25% chance he's sitting there at that pick um, just because there are uh, so many receiver-needy teams ahead of them. And this, like, there's not many great receivers uh, who are projected to go between picks like 40 and 60. Um, so you're either going to take Josh Downs now or you're going to wait and you're going to get uh, kind of a not great receiver. So that's kind of the thing that the teams are going to have to look for. But I think Josh Downs hopefully will be there by the Jets picks. And I think I'd kind of like them taking him. Haley, any other observations from looking at these players that we didn't touch on yet that you think's worth talking about? I don't think so. I think just my top pick uh, right now would be Peter Skaronsky and Paris Johnson. Right now at number 13, I think hopefully one of them, ideally Paris Johnson, will like will be there. Um, I think Skaronsky will go before. I think Jackson Smith and Jigma will go before. So I think in order for the Jets to make 
a great pick, like an A-plus pick at 13, that would be Paris Johnson, uh, hopefully if he's there. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, what I've got right now for the draft. As far as offensive players, we'll cover defense next week. Indeed, we will cover defense next week. Looking forward to it. Haley English, our stat specialist over at playlikejet.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down some of the more interesting offensive prospects the Jets could consider in the draft in a couple of weeks. Really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to follow you on social media and check out what you're doing at playlikejet.com, how can they follow you? And what do you got cooking over at playlikejet.com? Because the draft is coming up, so we're going to have lots of content. Oh, yeah. Once the draft is over, we'll break down pretty much every pick that the Jets decide to make. Hopefully, we'll get an Aaron Rodgers news soon, so we'll break that down, hopefully, if it comes out. Um, and as far as my Twitter, my Twitter is at English 17 and we'll have write-ups of all this on playlikeajet.com uh, coming pretty soon. Make sure you follow Haley on Twitter and check out everything she's doing over at playlikeajet.com. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet, and watch all the videos we've got up there. We've got all 22 breakdowns of some of these draft prospects we just talked about, plus the Jets' two newest wide receivers, Alan Lazard and Nicole Hardman. So watch those videos, and like I said, subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee eepublic.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you can go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com